0: We're partnering with NOCD to raise awareness about OCD. OCD is more than what you see on TV and in the movies. Imagine having unwanted thoughts about your relationship stuck in
1: your head all day, no matter how hard you try to make them go away. That's relationship OCD. It comes with unrelenting, intrusive images, thoughts, and urges about your partner or loved one. If you think you may be struggling with relationship OCD, there's hope. NOCD offers effective, affordable, and convenient OCD therapy. NOCD therapists are trained in exposure response prevention therapy, the gold standard treatment for OCD.
0: With NOCD, you can do virtual live face-to-face video sessions with one of their licensed specialty trained therapists. It's affordable and they accept most major
1: insurance plans. Breaking the relationship OCD cycle takes effective treatment. To get started with NOCD, go to NOCD.com to book a free 15-minute call. Hi, I'm Alex. And I'm Nikki. Welcome to Swipe Fat. Where dating's hard. But
0: dating when you're fat is even harder.
1: You know what I feel like a lot of people need right now? Mm. What? To find their main character energy.
0: (laughs) Totally. (laughs) Don't you feel that way? Well, totally. It's the end of the year, so I feel like everyone's lost
1: (laughs) the plot.
0: Everyone's lost the plot. (laughs) like how do I just get through the holidays how
1: do I survive Mm -hmm. but I feel like we should be doing more than surviving
0: yeah we gotta thrive
1: it's also cuffing season I feel like we're acting acting like it's the end of the year already like because like in our heads it's like Christmas and (sighs) it's just the start of cuffing season
0: true so So, how do we get that main character energy
1: we're about to find out Yeah, today we have a guest on
0: who you guys have met before, Jamie Varon. Um she is known for writing her amazing book called Radically Content, um all about like being satisfied in a dissatisfied world, um and how to like set boundaries and all this good stuff. Um so if you haven't listened to that episode, I would definitely recommend going back and like listening pause. to that. Maybe yeah, pause, go back and listen to it. Um, And then come back and listen to this one because she's going, she found her main character energy and then wrote a book about it. Now, here's the thing, though. It's fiction, not nonfiction. It's
1: fiction. And we love, we love a plus size fiction romance.
0: Exactly. And that's what this is. It's all about finding your main character energy on a lovely little vacation to the French Riviera. We love that moment. So, take us there
1: now. Exactly.
0: Uh, Jamie's going to take us there. <laughs> um, so yeah, we're excited to have Jamie on to talk about her new book um, and maybe something that you can put on your uh, holiday wish list. How's it doing? Like, yeah. is it doing well?
2: It's good. Yeah, Um, I think it's uh, it's getting out there. Um, and I, you know, there's some things going on behind the scenes that are really cool. Like we got, I got that, like, um, I was chosen for the once upon a time book club box, Mm. um, which is really cute. Like they give these little gifts, um, for like certain pages of the book and it's Mm. for their like up all night, um, new year's book. And so I was like, Oh, that's good. It's kind of a good book for new years. It's got some uplifting messages. So
0: literally just saying that in the intro.
2: (laughs) Oh, fun.
0: (laughs) Just like, you know, everyone needs a little dose of main character energy
2: right now. Definitely. I think so. Yeah. Um, so that was cool. And yeah, books are interesting. You know, you never know. know when, where the thing is going to go. Um, I also think it was a big swing for me, like to go from nonfiction self-help into fiction. It's kind of like, I got some messages from people being like, I didn't know if you were going to, if this was going to be good. And I was like, (laughs) okay. I'm like, tell me the truth, babe." (laughs) (laughs) you're like but it was good right right (laughs) I mean that well that was thankfully the answer the rest of the message but you know (laughs) they were like ah, you know it doesn't always translate if you're good at one thing you're not and I'm like well fiction is my first love so you know I I was always going here it just Mm -hmm. everything else was um some tangents and trying to Get up the nerve and finally do the thing that's like yeah. the scariest thing to do, you totally. know.
0: Well, and that's so it. exciting. I yeah.
1: Know. How are you two? Yeah,
0: good. Busy. Good.
1: Busy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Trying good. to be content. <laughs> right. <laughs> constant. Constant trying for yeah. that. Yeah. Constant effort. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, just been really busy. You know. I hate yeah. it. it's like work work but you know
2: right that's how we've all been yeah I
1: think that's how we all like everybody is unless they are uh they they are healthy and their job isn't their life you know (laughs) I'm actually on
2: a total not work mode right now are you which is yeah it's um very strange I found myself in a bit of a Pause with a lot of things that are happening currently. Like, there's just a lot of things that I'm waiting on. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I'm not going to stress myself out. I'm just going to be on like in totally random kind of like rest sabbatical situation. And I'm like, I'm doing it, you know? And I have a very hard time being idle. Same. And I'm like, it's not my best look, but I'm like, you're going <laughs> to learn. Because there's nothing I can, like, there's not a lot that I can do right now. I'm sort of in a lot of a waiting period with a lot of things. Um, What I found in this new career of mine as a novelist and storyteller is, man, things take a long time. So, you know, I got to get comfortable in the waiting for the email to come in. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, gosh, I will just go do something else, I guess, in the meantime. Yeah, I would be so bad at that. (laughs) I'm not great at it. Yeah. My, my mind is, uh, likes to have constant stimulation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'm like, hmm. Yeah. So I'm on, I'm on the not work mode, um, which is shocking.
1: Are you watching TV? Are you binging things? (laughs) Do you need recommendations? We watch a lot of TV.
2: Oh my God. I mean, I love TV. I'm reading okay. all the things always okay. I'm, and I'm reading, which is nice. Um, but I have like kind of a rule, you know, I mean, I can't like start the day on with the TV and oh. let, you know,
1: yeah. it's like,
2: unless it's like the weekend, I don't know. That sort of yeah. plays with my mind too much. I'm like, okay, you got to get up. You got to do some things.
0: I'm the same way.
2: Yeah. And then it's like, okay, two is two Okay. Can I get on the couch? <laughs> I like negotiate with myself. I'm like, it's is, is too good. Um, What did I do today? Okay. I cooked lunch. Yeah, I'm good. Okay. I accomplished <laughs> something. Time for yeah. The, I'm
0: like. Time for the TV.
2: Right. <laughs> awesome. I mean, it's like the, the only distraction that actually works. And I'm off social media right now.
1: Oh, I saw, I saw that. that. You, that like, you've yeah. like
2: popped on and then popped back off. Yeah. And. So that's something that's not part of my life right now, which is not, it's a definitely a thing that used to be part of my life in a big way. So I'm just like, I'm sitting with myself and uh, yeah, it's, uh, that's hard. it is, it yeah. is hard, but it felt necessary. You know, a mm-hmm. lot of things happened at once. Um, it's like all the things that I had wanted to happen sort of like, Windfall happened at once, and I was like, I think I just need a moment to yeah. kind of process this and take mm-hmm. it all in. You know, when you go through that, it can be very easy to just, um, okay, you got to keep going, you can't right. let the momentum stop, mm-hmm. and this, and then you're like, just exhausted, burnt out. yeah, so burnt out. I mean, I'm just so, I'm it's so easy for me to get burnt out because I just never notice when I need to rest because mm-hmm. I'm just like you can't rest. If you rest, you'll rest for 20 years. You know, it's like, you know, this crazy yeah. um, fear. Um, but instead I just, I'm like, okay, well I need to take a moment and just like kind of process and then decide how I want the next chapter of whatever's happening,
0: to well, look okay. how I'm going
2: to feel, you
0: mm-hmm. know? Well, it's exciting. Let's get people to read this book. Yeah. Yeah.
2: (laughs) I mean, I love the book. Um, (laughs) Obviously, I wrote it. Um,
0: Give us like a rundown of what the book is about at its core.
2: Yeah. At its core, it's about a woman in her 30s named Poppy Banks who um has a lot of dreams but has really given up on her dreams herself and just life in general um she's plus size and her you know has a very hard relationship with her mom where you know like a millennial with the boomer parents you know very yeah. millennial story um the mom is thinks that she's being nice and being mm-hmm. protective and thoughtful but is actually being cruel about her weight and um you know so she's down on herself and her aunt passes away and leaves her this um mysterious invitation to the south of france where poppy goes and realizes she stands to inherit her aunt's villa that she didn't even know about and um it is then adventure from there as like the thing that i really wanted to show and the reason that i wanted it to be in the south of france is like you can be in this absolutely gorgeous place but like if your mindset and you're not feeling deserving of it like you don't even know you're in the gorgeous place like she fights all the good things that come her way and I really just felt like I had read a lot of books where people seem like they receive their good things really easily (laughs) and I'm like how no, I need yeah. to understand how to, like I fight myself. I'm like, I'm afraid of failure. I'm afraid of success. I'm afraid of all the things. Um, and so I was like, I want to see that journey, and I want to have these like really heightened places where it's like the south of France. You get a villa in the south of France, of course, every one of your problems will be solved. And it's like, no, you know, and, right. and then I also wanted to show um. A plus size character where weight loss is not the narrative, yeah, at all. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously, there's things that she struggles with when it comes to her own self perception, which I thought was something I really wanted to touch on in my first novel. Um, Not sure if that will continue to be the theme in my other novels. Like, I might be leaning towards more like body neutrality, where it's just not really discussed Mm -hmm. um because it feels like great to think of that but this one it just that's how the character popped out to me um and it just felt so important to show her journey as like she's receiving good things she's got a romance she's got you know in the romance even like there's just no talk of her body in any kind of way um, within that romance. And it's just felt very important to me to make some like very intentional choices on how this character goes through the story and that we see like a character arc with her where she really does earn her um, Mm self-love instead of, you know, sometimes it's just left out. I don't know, in romance for me, a lot of times I'm like, how do they just accept and receive and fall in love and mm-hmm. believe the person. And, yeah. and like, like, is that just like a thing that happens with women who grow up plus sized or, you know, um, fat or, you know, like, right. what is it? Because I read these things that I'm like, man, and any of those points, I would be why, why is this happening? <laughs> you know, right. Like, yeah. why? Are you sure you like me? Yeah, right. Exactly. Like, are right. you sure? Should I yeah. like, I, are you not embarrassed to like me right. or, I mean, obviously I don't really think that now, but you know, I could, I understand that those still exist. And I'm like, I just never really, to me, those weren't relatable, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, I don't know, maybe that's just my experience, but I just never really got it. And so it was hard for me to get into a lot of romance books where they kind of just kept with the same stereotypical, you know, um, narratives. Cause I was like, well, this wouldn't happen for me or I can't get into this and it would take me out. And, um, so I thought that was just really important to write and, you know, have them go to Paris and, I mean, I'm not spoiling anything, but you know, it's
0: just, (laughs) well, also where they have like the confidence right away. Right. Where it's like, sort of like this innate, which I don't think is not a thing that some people have. Like, I think there are people who just are that way and like, don't think that way at all. But, um, sometimes I'm like, these characters are always so confident in, yeah. Like receiving everything, I guess is like what you're saying sort of because they're so confident that they are worthy of like love and I just think that's like a I don't know I have a hard time with that you know where I'm like I don't know well they're
1: so confident in everything like yeah. all across the board and it's like we you know yeah, like as I, humans we're confident in certain areas but there's usually one area we're yeah. we're like working <laughs> on and we <laughs> like question things right um,
2: <laughs> I know I've been re-watching like Dillmore Girls And I'm just like, everyone has the nerve. Everyone is speaking their mind. Everyone is so confident. Everyone is open to, there is not a people pleaser among them.
1: Right. For a little bit. For a little
2: bit. Yeah. But still, she's still kind of like more forthright than most teenage girls. Teenagers, I I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like where she's just like in people's faces being like, do you like me? Are you into me? Like all of this, I'm like, I never, I can't. Uh, Yeah, like, so it's hard for me sometimes, you know? And I, that's been one of the little like critiques of the book is that like, they don't like Poppy because she's not confident. And I'm like, well, sometimes don't we need to see that though? Like we kind of need to see someone who's not this like larger than life personality that just like, can speak their mind and do everything like so boldly. And, you know, I, I can't really relate to that always. Like I definitely relate to people who have more hesitancy and think things through or, or second guess and overthink themselves. Um, so, you know, I sometimes with these like super bold characters, even though I, I overcome my fear, you know, eventually, but at first I'm like, um, like mm-hmm. I don't know, you know, I get really hesitant. And so, yeah, I think that was really important to show that like, you know, someone who earns their confidence and sees that their confidence gets built from like doing the things that feel like risks for them, um, you know, that real inner journey, it felt as though that hadn't been shown. I mean, it's obviously that does happen in books, but like, right. I, I didn't. I hadn't seen it in this way where, yeah. um, where someone has to, you know, like we talk about it. I mean, of course they say you don't, it's not like you have to love yourself in order to let someone love you. I mean, I think mm-hmm. that's an overused cliche, mm-hmm. Yes, but it makes it easier. You know, yeah. it's definitely, it, it's, it's easier to be in relationship with someone. It's easier to have the career that you want, all the things that you want when you believe you deserve it. You yeah know, in and our and validation of it. yeah, yeah. it makes everything easier in that sense. I mean, not like completely breezy and easy, but at least like I i I just think like, without your worth and without knowing that you deserve exactly what you want and your standards being high in anything,
1: mm-hmm.
2: like it makes it harder. So maybe having that doesn't exactly make everything easier, but not having it definitely makes things hard at least in my experience yeah
0: it's definitely more of an uphill battle right yeah than a like straight road (laughs) where you're right walking along (laughs) and maybe like something pops up in your way but it's like it it's like more laborious when you don't have all the tools to get
2: to the end result
0: laborious yeah
2: (laughs) great word Thank you. <laughs>
0: English shoulder.
1: <laughs> Baby's here. You're like, I'm just going to throw every right. word out there. <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard that word. Okay. Wow. Great. That's fine.
2: I learned it's, something. It's not used in speaking too much.
1: I mean, Alex I really it's...
2: pulled it out. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's yeah. It's definitely more of a written word, I guess.
1: What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious
0: breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at hero.co. Yes. Um, okay, so let's talk about um like when you were writing the book, did you feel like you saw yourself in the character, Poppy, like when you were writing it, were you like, oh, I see a little bit of myself or I'm spr- or purposely sprinkling myself in there?
2: Um, yeah. I mean, I definitely relate to the character a lot and I wouldn't say that I wrote directly from myself, but there is definitely a good amount that I was like, you know what? I, I understand how this feels, mm-hmm. you know? And I think, you know, I've heard that before, that like a lot of people's first novel, it's like, you know, it's what they know, like you write what you know, right? and then you get to like, like the next thing that I'm working on is not me at all. Like, it's like (laughs) the opposite of me, which is so fun to do with. Um, But I, I made sure, you know, because I didn't really want it to be like people thought it was me. You know, mm-hmm. it. I wanted to make it different. That's another reason why I created some of the other, like the writer's retreat and um, the aunt, like I don't have a magical aunt like that, that would send me off. To- right. <laughs> At least if that I, I, right. Yeah. If only I'm like, <laughs> not an aunt of mine would send me to France for a villa. That's for sure. <laughs> like, Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah. <laughs> it really would be. I did a lot of, cause I wrote it like, you know, September, 2020 is when I started it. It was like locked down in LA so bad mm-hmm. stuck in my little apartment. And I was just like, I need to escape. Like I wrote this as such an escape and everything was very wishful thinking. Like people have asked me there, you know, cause she ends up realizing that she's going to um, inherit a writing retreat too. And this like very, um, prestigious writing residency. And they're like, did you go to one? Is that like, where is it? Are you going to start one? <laughs> like,
0: start one.
2: <laughs> I literally made it up. Yeah. Like, I made
1: <laughs> guys. It's fiction. <laughs> right. Like
2: I made it up. <laughs> I mean, I get that. Like maybe someone thought that, uh, but I'm like, no, I, I just sat there and I was like, what would be like a really cool thing for her to stumble into that? Then I can also bring in some other like cool female characters to have things to say. And, um, I was like, I guess uh, that, that would be the coolest thing to me is like going to a villa in the South of France and just being able to write and like have snacks all the time. Yeah. (laughs) paris (laughs) paris <laughs> i was gonna
0: say parisian but you're not in paris uh no. yeah some french snacks Goûte. Mm-hmm. that's another right fr- goutte is french for snack.
1: for what snacks for snacks mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> i went to my school was um founded by french nuns so mm. we had goûte. Um, oh my gosh i know <laughs> oh that's a story be- it would be like french or i mean like um ice cream or like sherbert it was like pink sherbert it was mm-hmm. very random anyway it was always after. it was church. french the goutte was the french nuns which i don't know so like, <laughs> there's always these like weird traditions and um and they always had french names always mm-hmm. we used to mm-hmm. play like cash cash which is basically just like this game where you like run and hide but i think Did it's you a
1: also french drink wine I
0: mean, at church?
1: No, 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 no. Like, uh, so there was just um, at school. McLare. No, Conda McClare. I don't know if you guys follow her. She just posted about an article and did this whole paper on when she was in college. Like, kids used to drink, like almost a whole bottle of wine during the day, and then in like, France. Yeah, yeah, But that's yeah. legal
0: there. It's not legal here. Well, it's
1: not. Yeah, it's not legal anymore. <laughs> they stopped it. So I was just, you know, just asking if that was. Well, okay. I think in no. France they can drink at sixteen right mm-hmm. but they were like in kindergarten drinking a bottle of wine
2: well that make like, like, yeah. makes
1: nap time a lot
2: yeah <laughs> yeah just chugging it okay drink up kids nap time
1: is coming
0: yeah i know Us? i know in the middle medieval times we were going right, way off book here yeah, but we in, are. Midi- in medieval times People would drink beer instead of water because it was cleaner.
1: Yeah, that's why they were drinking wine.
0: Yeah, that makes sense.
1: Yeah. Oh. And, and that then, does make sense. It's like yeah. purified, it's gone exactly. through a process. Right. He wouldn't Just get slightly sick. poisonous.
2: <laughs> right. He wouldn't get sick. <laughs> right. Like, I mean, <laughs> I don't get a buzz from water, but yeah, you yeah. know, it's
1: fine. <laughs> uh, this girl posted a TikTok. It was like, I would never regularly just drink, you know, four cups of grape juice, but you know, if it's in a barrel for a period of time and it's slightly mm-hmm. poisonous, I'll drink four of those. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Perfect. Exactly. Perfect. <laughs>
0: okay sorry back- yes but- <laughs> back- we back digressed. To- yeah <laughs> back to me okay so how would you like define main character energy from like your perspective like we know what it usually means in I don't know TikTok social media yeah yeah,
2: yeah I mean uh the title I've gone back and forth on the title because when I thought of it like two years ago <laughs> It was not all over Mm -hmm, social media, you know, now I like, by the moment it came out, I was like, man, this, this has gone to be a bigger thing than I expected. You know, like (laughs) it was just a thing back then. Um, but anyway, how I define it is like, um, I mean, you give a shit about yourself. Like you care about the things you want to do. You put yourself in some sort of priority position. Um, I think. I'm, I'm happy that it seems like a lot of women in like, and girls in the like, younger generations are seeming like they seem to do that. I just grew up personally, I grew up as like, you're the sporting character as both a woman and a plus size woman, especially it was like, you don't really matter. And so my whole thing, my whole life has been like, well, I'm going to make myself matter. Like whether whatever culture says, I don't really care, but like, I mean, I do care because it obviously affected me, but to the, to where it's going to dictate what I do and how I perceive myself, that was going to take some work, but like, um, yeah, it's like, you matter. And, and I think it's become kind of a thing now of like, now there's like main character syndrome and the main character energy. And I'm like, all right, so now we've got it kind of like a negative connotation to it, which is not like ideal when that's your book cover and book title. (laughs) Right. But you know, it's more like the, the positive sentiment behind it. Not like you're the main character of the world and you're so self-centered that like, no one else matters. I mean, that is not my favorite thing. Definitely not my favorite thing on TikTok where it's like, we are losing common decency and like how to treat each other in public. Um, But that's really not what this is. It's more just like, putting yourself in a priority position and caring about your dreams and definitely not saying like, Oh, I'm over 30. So like, I don't get to matter anymore or it's too late or like I've fallen behind or, you know, all the things that we're kind of taught, you know, and, Mm -hmm. or like, okay, I'm don't fit this like conventional norm. So I don't get to matter as much. And it's like, well, even if society tells us that, like we have to make our own decisions and right. act as if that's not what we believe. You know, like I just don't choose to, I haven't like found that's that people that really follow very closely to societal status quo are like super happy, thriving people. So I'm like, I'm not going to follow the societal status quo. Cause that doesn't seem to be making a lot of people happy and joyful. And like, like themselves like if anything I feel like following the status quo you become like a hateful bitter sad person who just judges other people for not f- fitting the status quo as you think it is because you get superiority over that so I'm just like no thanks um so for me that's really what it is you know it's like you matter mm-hmm. and I, At the time that I wrote it, I was like, I'm just not seeing this a lot. I'm seeing a lot of women like refusing to take pictures of themselves or, you know, um, like refusing to believe that like their life is important and they don't have to be like sacrificial and constant martyrs to other people. And, um, you know, at least that's what I saw with a lot of the women I I knew growing up, you know? I was like, which is why also I created the Aunt Margot character, because I was like, I just, I love older women characters who are just living life on their own terms, you know, like I just, right. Quirky and just doing the thing and not following all the rules. Cause I feel like so often we just see these characters that, um, they like lose their light Mm -hmm. slowly like leaks out of them. And I like to see, um, women at all ages, like keep their light about them. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it's kind of like come up to a lot of, um, different definitions, but that was my ethos going into it to write it. And like, what it it kind of morphed though because at first I didn't write it with that title I wrote it as a totally I wrote it as just the title was poppy
1: mm-hmm. you know like I just okay.
2: it was her story you know mm-hmm. and then it sort of morphed because I was like well I guess this is the story I'm telling and it kind of happened through the editing um and so you know then some of the things came in of like the do it for the plot and like you know kind of making it bookish and mm-hmm. it's it's weird when you write like how many things get added in the editing, like how many little details that you wouldn't have ever thought of, um, mm-hmm. which has shown me like the first draft is really nothing. <laughs> like the, 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 the pressure that I used to put on the first draft is yeah. now hilarious. Cause I'm <laughs> like, I don't even know anything about anyone in the first draft, you Interesting. know, yeah, like characters just I like, for example, in when I wrote the first draft of main character energy, I, I, Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's not, um, a spoiler, but like the love interest meets her at the airport, you know? Mm -hmm. And I thought it was just going to be him at the airport, but then in pops this like dog and uncle Sebastian. And like, I didn't even have them plotted in or anything. And I was like, Oh, this is magical. This is so fun. Like you just, these characters just, if you open yourself up to that process, like I do, um, it's very like, hello. Oh, Hey, okay. Now you're in this story. <laughs> and like, you know, you just add these random people into it, um, who just come to life as yeah. you write it. Um, and it's like, um, there's a few things that were just added that through the editing, I'm like, I could have never thought of that. Um, so that's, uh, it's really helped me, I guess, like, um, recognize that like the first thing of anything doesn't have to be good. Yeah, And as someone who like had debilitating perfectionism Mm -hmm. for like 10 years and didn't let myself really do the things I really wanted to do. Cause I was like, what if I'm bad at it? Right. It's like, like that was the worst thing I could possibly be. Mm -hmm. Was bad at it. Even to myself, you know?
0: Mm -hmm.
2: And it's like, really? That's (laughs) the worst thing? like what if you just start and you know like as you guys i i'm i'm sure you guys know like doing the podcast the first episode it's like yeah what am i doing here i know mm-hmm. we
0: always tell people like <laughs> don't listen to <laughs>
1: those actually no the first episode you could listen first to.
0: episode it was fine I think it's like two through 15 like maybe yeah. <laughs> right.
1: do a skip yeah. do a skip yeah. ahead to 16 we've really grown a lot you know mm-hmm. Gr- grown in our thoughts we've grown in everything mm-hmm. yeah. yeah but you can't get to the
2: place you're at now without those and I just totally missed that I don't know for a long time I just you know I'd sit down And if the first sentence wasn't good, I'd be like, okay, I'm done.
0: Yeah, I gotta
1: for five years. (laughs) For five years. Okay. (laughs) I need a break. Well, I think a lot of what people do that with dating too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The fact like it not being perfect or like going on one bad date and then you stop forever like for a long time. I think that's very much the syndrome of dating too. Yeah, you're right. Absolutely. It definitely
2: is. I mean, and we, do cause we do it in, in so many things, you know, we take that cause we're like, you know, when you're afraid, which obviously like, I don't know anyone who like dates and they're not afraid. Yeah, no, I mean, good for them. Those <laughs> yeah. are the people we're talking about that just have the, the A plus confidence yeah. right out the, right out the gate. But, um, probably not the same for like 99% of people. So like when you're afraid, (laughs) (laughs) right, exactly. Um, when you're afraid, you know, you like, everything has more weight to it and you're like looking for a reason to get out of it or, you know, trying to figure out like, you know, you're, you're just like so quick to take everything personally. And, um, And then you start to realize, like, I don't know, I think the gift has been just like letting myself be bad and Mm -hmm. awkward at things, you know, Mm -hmm. and like letting myself um, not know how to do something right away. Like I just started like um, I took some cooking classes recently, like some baking classes, and I'm not I'm probably not going to bake much, but (laughs) I just wanted to like be bad at it. You know, yeah. like yeah. I didn't even know how to turn on the mixer, you know, and in right. the past, that would have been something that like was really like, I don't know. It would make me feel something even like in less the class. Less yeah. Like, yeah. Inadequate or like, oh my God, embarrassed or shy <laughs> or something. And instead I was like, how do I turn on this damn mixer? You know, like, I don't even know. <laughs> like How do you do it? Or yeah. like, how do you fold this or how do you need it or whatever we were doing and it was just very liberating because I was like, I am a true negative experience beginner here, you yeah. know, and it was nice, you know, I like it. I like the feeling of, cause I think it builds up that tolerance in every other area too. Yeah. Like if you're willing to just be like bad at shit right away and you know, if you just keep doing it, you're going to get better. Mm-hmm but it's the, it's what you said, Nikki, like it's, you take that one thing, you know, and it doesn't work out and you're like, okay, well I'm done. I gotta get, I can't do this. They're but all i all gonna be this way. Right. But like anything good, dating, creative work, anything that we do that we really want, like to live in that discomfort is so important. And I personally used to avoid discomfort so much like I took that as a sign I was doing something wrong Mm -hmm. um instead of like the sign that I was learning just the same way that like self-doubt now I'm like oh I'm doing something new like I'm in the really gross space where I have to just I'm not where I want to be yet and I don't know who I'm becoming yet and it's just doubt you know and sometimes those things were just like I don't know. I, I, I am a person that I, I was listening to this, um, author of mine that I really, really like. And she admitted, she was just like, I get discouraged very easily. And I was like, Oh, that's so refreshing mm-hmm.
1: to hear
2: that, you know, we all, we always hear these, like, I never give up. You yeah, know? It's like, Right. Like, yeah. Um, I think <laughs> about giving up like once a week.
0: <laughs> right. Yes. I know. I, got,
2: I was like, I don't know how, how?
0: Would it be easy to just quit and own a cheese shop? That sounds like a much better <laughs> life. <laughs> Somewhere That's your
2: version of the thing. Yeah. I'm
0: quitting. Yeah, I know. It's still doing something hard, I guess. But in my mind, I'm like, that sounds easier. Um,
2: right. There's not like an emotional attachment to no. being good
1: at cheese. Just a shit to physical labor.
2: Right. right. <laughs>
1: exactly.
2: Right. You just got to show up, uh, do the cheese making <laughs> as much,
0: you know. <laughs> I think I think that we, like, a lot of people don't like trying new things or doing the things that make them uncomfortable because it opens you up to um, criticism, and as fat women, we don't like opening up the door to that because... Oh. We just like it. It also lends itself to be criticized for the thing that we're like so nervous about, which is our weight. So I think it's like I need at least for me. I know that like sometimes perfectionism is that. It's where it's sort of like I don't want to be made fun of, um. Right, like. I know uh. as a kid, I was, like, so scared of being made fun of by boys. So, like, once I went to an all-girls school, I was, like, a totally different person, right? Because mm-hmm. I wasn't, like, scared of, like, a boy making fun of me for getting an answer wrong or saying something super smart. or I don't know. You know, like, there's all, mm-hmm. you're, like, we're how old are you when you're 12? Like, there's so many things that you're scared of that are stupid, right, um, that you don't care about later on. But I think I was, like, so terrified of that stuff. But that bleeds into other ways where you're, like, I just don't want someone to make fun of me for the thing I'm most scared of, and that is that I'm fat. Right. And if I'm bad at this, then it can be, like, well, it's because you're a fat bitch. And then it starts going down this, like, line of, like, shit, is it because I'm fat? (laughs) You know? And usually it's not.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I got upset at work today because somebody basically told me I didn't do my job. Mm. like. And I like now hearing you talk, it was me thinking, well, he thinks I'm lazy. Yeah. He thinks I'm mm-hmm. lazy because, and I'm, and I'm fat and lazy and you can't be fat and lazy. Like kind of like, yeah, it always comes back to it.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, so true. I mean, I don't know about you two, but I was bullied
1: Oh, I was for totally my weight.
2: Bullied. Yeah. Yes, so even that too, like, I don't really think that I am that worried about criticism on my weight it's more like that like phantom pain of like Mm. the first time I remember being noticed was a negative notice. Mm. Like I had to work through, like after my book came out, like my novel and I mean, even radically content, I had to work through so much fear of being seen because I had these like my negative, there were, I was only seen for so long in school for that negative thing, you know, that like the one person, like in middle school, the one person at in freaking, of course it was PE, the one person that paid any real attention to me was to just bully me and make fun of me. And I mean, part, absolutely. Like part of the reason I didn't write books for so long, I think was the fear of like bad reviews. Which is, it's not even like the review would say anything about my weight, although reviews yeah. of Radically Content have, which I'm like, they have? Yeah. Like people are weird, but I mean, it's fine. Doesn't even have um, to anything to do. Okay. I know, but they're like, you know, she doesn't seem like she's like, it's either I didn't go into like my body image enough or that I don't seem like fully healed and I'm like I'm don't pretend to be fully yeah I'm like all right who is ever um, fully healed god knows not me um and anyway that wasn't my intent but you know but like it's that kind of remembering of that pain and any of and and what you're saying Nikki is so right it's like Not only is it like the laziness, it's there's so many negative associations Mm -hmm. with fatness Mm
1: -hmm. that it's
2: like, pick one, you know, like just all the things that can just come up. I mean, I remember when I was starting to get like, you know, some reviews coming in about main character energy, terrified, Mm -hmm. terrified to be, you know, um, reviewed in that way to see anything negative. um, and it's wasn't necessarily, I think I didn't connect it quite yet into to like my weight that people were gonna say something about that. It was more like just that fear of like, being noticed, being rejected, being seen. It's like all the things, you know, because usually if you're fat, like if you're noticed, it's not always a positive thing to Mm -hmm. be noticed in growing up. Like now I don't really have those negative associations like in person too much, Mm -hmm. but like, you know, growing up, that was, that was my terror. I was like, I would rather be invisible, you know, than be seen in that way. Because when I get seen, people are awful, you know? So, yeah, I mean, all of that gets tied up in, you know, all the stuff like about, like, you know, what I've, I've recognized with like any of the things we're talking about, anything that requires discomfort or requires that you do get out of your comfort zone, like you have to deal with all those fears that come up Yeah, that you're like, I've spent my whole life avoiding (laughs) dealing with these fears and like, now I have to go through a laundry list of them. Great. I mean, yeah. yeah, And my biggest thing, like I started to, what fear came up a lot was I was like, wow, are we like not body positive in 2023 anymore? Like, Mm
1: -hmm.
2: you know, and I wrote this book as a celebration And I was like, and then I go on TikTok and it's all about Ozempic. Trigger warning. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yeah. (laughs) TW. Yeah.
2: Um, And I was like, and now we're back in the conversation of like, well, you don't have to be fat. You choose to be fat. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah.
2: And, you know, why don't you take Ozempic? Mm -hmm. And why don't you do something about this? Even though Ozempic like literally makes you ill. And, which like, if you need to take it or want to take it, fine. But like, there are things that will impact, usually impact your life. And it's it's not really for me. Um, and I was like, man, I wonder if people like, don't want the tick, like the, this romance. Or they don't want to actually see, like, they might want to love their body, but they'd rather just read the same aspirational you know, conventional stories over and over and over. Right. And that really, that was something that I contended with a lot because I was like, whoa, I grew up wanting this so bad. Like I wanted this book so bad growing up. And I'm like, is that not what people want now? Like, is it more, are we less body positive than we have been, you know? we definitely have but I
0: think you're right that it's more that people don't want to sit in their discomfort so if they have to read something where someone is going through that situation sometimes people don't want to have to feel those feelings about themselves (laughs) but I think you're right like we need to have that and I'm looking for a book like that like I want to read about a character who's like doing the hard work because like doing the hard work is how you improve and it's how you get to your dreams and desires right like I don't know I think like we definitely need a character like that like I really liked the um Kate Stamen. what's her one to watch yeah I really liked that one because it was hard to read yeah um because I saw myself so much in that character because I was like I would love to be on a reality show or something like that but then it's like all the stuff you would have to like think about and um deal with if you were on a show like that and that's like what the book is about right like her but
1: they don't have that much of it in there there is that was one of our complaints about the book
0: I really liked I thought she talked about it more no I think you're thinking of the other book oh the one oh, that's about The Cinderella, Cinderella. one? Yeah, oh, okay. she doesn't talk about oh, it in that okay. one. Okay, yes. Yeah, it's the... And Kate's statement, she talks about it a good okay. amount. Like, she has a whole breakdown and, like, okay. tries to leave the show. Oh, yes. Because, yes, yes. Yeah, because she's, like, trying to... Like, she likes someone, but she's not sure that they like her. And then there was, like, a guy who, like, was only on the show because he wanted to be on the show. And he, like, thought she was ugly. You know, like, I think, like, there would be so much of that that would mm-hmm. be happening. And I think reading it I was like oh this is so much cause, oh yeah right because I'm like Shh, fuck this would be hard I think reading the Cinderella one I'm like oh that's like the ideal situation where like nothing bad happens and um, everything's great and lovely but it's sort of like that's not reality and I know like sometimes you want escapism but I don't want escapism that much when it comes to like reading about someone like myself you know like I want to dig in so I'm, I'm excited to read it
2: I mean, I loved One to Watch. I feel like reading One to Watch, because I think I read it either 2019, 2020, when it, when it came out, I can't yeah. remember. Um, and I was like, that inspired me to write mine, you know, because mm. I was like, oh, you can really go there, you know, because right. it, it was hard to read. It was. To watch. It was, because you're like, you... I felt every feeling she felt. Cause that's exactly like, I would never want to be on a dating show because of that, <laughs> right. you know? And I, and it's like, I, I mean, I would love to see someone, you know, do it, but like, you would have to be like very, um, secure in yourself yeah. and have mm-hmm. a really strong sense of self to do that. Um, and I would just, you know, personally, like, wouldn't even want to deal with it. I'm just yeah. like, you know, say what you will, you know, but I think like, uh, yeah, that one really got me and I felt like it was cathartic, yeah. but I think a lot of people, the way that I feel sometimes with, um, you know, like, I think a lot of people sometimes, even if they do struggle and have, they struggle with their body image, um, um, They are always, it's kind of like the way that people defend billionaires because they want to one day be billionaires, you know, like they, Mm -hmm. they don't want to like, even though they'll never really ever become billionaires. Mm -hmm. Like, I think sometimes people like women who struggle with their body image, they don't really want to look at it and they don't even want to consider self-love or accepting themselves as they, as they are, because there's such a promise of the before and after, Yeah, you know, it's like, we grow up when you're fat, you grow up absolutely obsessed with the before and after, you Mm -hmm. know, like most of us, at least I did of the walking down the stairs moment and, um, you're changed Mm -hmm. and everyone's like, Oh my God, and all your problems are done. You know, Mm -hmm. that's the promise of the weight loss. Yes. And, um, you mm-hmm. know, I think some people still get really obsessed with that promise. And so they're like, I'm going to, I'm going to read about like when I'm thin, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm going to like imagine myself when I'm thin
0: Yeah, and it's
2: like, fine. I mean, sure. But I, I personally never found solace in that. It never really motivated me. It only made right. me feel worse. Mm-hmm. Um, And I was like, I felt better when I learned to accept myself and um, actually let myself just like live and not be on the sidelines of my life anymore, no matter what my weight is.
0: Because I think when there's like a, that realization, there's like a little bit of grief that happens with that because you're coming to terms with the fact that like you might never be skinny or especially if you're going through like like an anti-diet, Um, journey Mm -hmm. like you have to like come to terms with the fact that like okay (laughs) my one dream which is like I think a lot of people's one dream um, even women who are thin um, is like to be thinner Mm -hmm. to be smaller um, and like you said it'll fix all your problems Um,
2: oh that's so well put it's the one dream
0: yeah and above all others
2: totally and you have to grieve that
0: um one dream when you like start to accept your body which is like a weird thing because it's like so much better to just accept your body at least i it felt very freeing for me but the grief sucks because you're like man i don't know it's hard to let it go Mm -hmm. it's
1: It's very hard hard to to let it go
2: yeah especially when it's being reinforced yeah. And it's coming back
0: around because right. I mean, I think, I don't know if we ever talked about this on the actual podcast, but like when Ozempic came out, I hated that my gut reaction was like, maybe I should be on it because that's the old mm-hmm. me coming out, you know, being like, it'll, it'll solve all your problems. It'll, you'll finally be thin. And it's sort of like, why did my brain immediately go there? And I like hated that, you know, but that's like, it's so hard to undo it all too.
2: Yeah. Especially like, that's what, I mean, that's, that's the messaging. There's no, there's no industry without that, you know? Um, (laughs) like even without that, of course, people's weight would fluctuate and people would do what they need to do depending on how they feel in their body, but they added emotional aspect of it. And the worth aspect of it, and like I had to get off TikTok because I somehow had ended up on some sort of random TikTok algorithm where all I saw were people going, you know, I lost weight, and everybody was so much nicer to me. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, are people not nice to me? You know, like I started getting in my head. Yeah. And I was like, because people are. I I find that people are genuine. Gen- genuinely pretty nice to me, like wherever I go, like, you know, people were like, they open the doors for me. And I'm like, people open the doors for me though. Like, and, you know, <laughs> right. I was really yeah. in my head. about yeah, it. You yeah. know, I was like, yeah. wait a second. You know, I was just really confused. And then I, cause I always thought like, I don't know, maybe it's energy. Like if you really don't like yourself and you don't like your body, you may emit a sort of standoffish energy yeah. like you don't want to be seen yeah you're kind of you you are like yeah, you're giving hiding. off the energy of invisible invisibility yeah um in a sense and um and then I would see comments that were like and people say it's about energy but it's not.
1: And I'm like, "Whoa, okay." I'm like never you know? mind.
2: <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Oh my god, it wasn't even my comment, you know. I'm just lurking over here mm-hmm. and I was like, I got to get off TikTok. This is like <laughs> this discourse has discoursed too hard for this. Tell me." I, Nikki, I No, no, no,
1: I will say something that get, recently I posted it and it gave me a lot of hope.
2: Um, okay.
1: I, I I would never post this again. I don't know why I posted it. Um, but trigger <laughs> warning, I went to the doctor and they told me that I should be eating uh a thousand to twelve hundred calories a day. I didn't go, it was a specialist, not my health at any size doc doctor. Don't don't tell me to get I'm gonna get comments telling me to get rid of my doctor. Um, different doctor. <laughs> and uh I went to sweet green and that was the first time in a very long time I paid to paid attention to calories and my bowl the harvest bowl was 700 calories and I posted a little tiktok saying wow about what she said that I've never and I hate that she got into my head and like I posted like and also a burger 700 like it was a whole dumb thing but the there yes there was discourse in the comments but the majority of people were like that's so fucking wrong. What the hell? And like, it was thin women. It was women of all different men. It was people of all different sizes and being like, that's such diet culture bullshit. And I was like, wow. Okay. <laughs> because my parents okay, literally were right. like, yeah, that's what you're supposed to do to lose weight. And I was like, I didn't ask to lose weight like that, but that, that wasn't right. like what happened. But also that's starvation mom and dad um and then these people I'm like mom you should go look at those comments (laughs) but that like gave me just a little bit hope in this like ozempic world and all where I'm getting cold call emails to to promote it oh my god like that's the like what we're in right now and it's just that it gave me a little hope for people to be like I love that Yeah, it's nice. Eat food that makes you happy. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Eat good food. You know, I think there is probably like,
2: maybe it's less that like, we're not body positive, but it's more like, it's not the body positive of what it was, which was very like, I love my buddy. You know, like it was very like about the body. Mm
1: -hmm. Like, because
2: I think, maybe people are becoming a bit more sensible of like all the messaging that we're getting on a constant basis and seeing all the things that we're being exposed to. Cause like, I still have hope. I just think they're like, there's a dying industry happening. Like there's a lot of industries that are dying out and we're watching them. You know, I think there's a lot of things changing, but it's like Ozempic is definitely reviving these, these like this messaging, it's like, yeah, Weight Watchers 2.0, you know, it's the same
1: thing and now getting ads for Weight Watchers with a GLP one uh, that they're yeah. teaming up together. They
0: are, I didn't know that,
1: yeah, yeah.
2: Weight Watchers bought into like they bought one of yeah. the,
1: yeah, things, like semi
0: glutide or something, yeah,
1: semi-glutide, yeah, whatever yeah. that is. That it, it's a GLP one, yeah, so
0: lovely, yeah, <laughs> okay
1: yeah <laughs>
2: also, I was listening to a podcast about ozempic, which was was very interesting that like the whole thing is, you know, it's gonna it's gonna, you know, end the obesity epidemic and da 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 da. but like it only lets you like you really only lose like best case. I think it was like thirty percent of your body weight, which like people are still gonna be fat, losing thirty percent of their body weight. Uh, yeah. And like they're gonna be sick then. And these side effects are horrific. I mean, I had a doctor tell me to go on it when like they hadn't done my labs yet or anything. And they were like, you should consider this. And I was like, I feel so healthy and energized. Like, I'm not gonna take something that's gonna make me feel sick. And they were like, well, I think it's worth it. I'm like, I don't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and, and she later came back to me and she was like, you know, I've had clients that have been on it And they have to, it impacts their work so much. They've had to like take time off of their job or they're pulling over on the side of the road to get sick. And I was like, and you want me to be on that? Right. Really? This is, we've gone a little nuts with this. Like, I think it's a, I think it's a fad that's going to pass as quickly as it came. But um, I just think it has revived some of this old narrative that we had been past. I thought you know, agreed. and where it's now like, okay, it's, we're allowed to be fat phobic again.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Let's I mean, I've definitely
0: been seeing a lot more of the glorifying obesity shit all over the internet. Like it's like a big, lovely surgence of people talking about that I now. They
2: know what they mean.
0: Oh, I know that. they don't, like, but it's so wild, but it's like, that seems to be the thing that um, they've hooked into.
2: They love that. It's a really big word for them, yeah. you know? <laughs> Glorify. <laughs> yeah. And like, I don't get it. I don't get what that even means to them. Like, we're all supposed to just be like embarrassed. You're supposed
0: to be embarrassed. Mm-hmm. You're right. embarrassed that you um don't be let, seen. Yeah, don't be seen. You let yourself go, like all that crap. You should hide. be embarrassed. Yeah, you should be embarrassed. Be yeah, invisible. hide,
2: stay invisible. yeah Yeah, don't go outside it's Um, the thin people's world to be seen and yeah
0: like we did a tiktok about chairs like how chairs are uncomfortable at restaurants and stuff and it was like if you can't fit in a chair then don't go outside was basically the message that we got Mm -hmm. all all over tiktok like uh, what chairs can you fit in because we showed like a bunch of different chairs um but then get a glimmer of hope and you get some people being like, I literally never thought about this. Like what chairs, wh- what should I ask for so that my friends feel comfortable, which I was like, that's nice, you know, and, or people being like, um, I also hate sitting in high top chairs because they're just uncomfortable shit. <laughs> like, mm-hmm, why do we have right. these, you know? So it's like nice when those things do happen, you get some people on the right side of TikTok. Right. Um, but yeah I don't know it's wild but yeah don't go outside is is the message
2: (laughs) well I think at the at the core of it like the fat phobia is always back it comes back to where it's like people sincerely believe that it's like a choice yeah and have no fundamental understanding of health at all Mm -hmm. and they have no idea how much like how much their genetics have played a role in like how their body is. And so they have a probably completely warped understanding of how they eat Mm -hmm. and what they do. Like, I mean, how many people like are just not active and they don't eat well at all in any way. And they just maintain thinness because they were born into a body that does that. And it's just like, I think it's um, just a sad state of affairs to like, be so judgmental. Like it's the last thing. Mm -hmm. It's one of the last things you can be like, so openly judgmental about. Yeah. And it's a, yeah. So that was like (laughs) how that connects back to the book was like, that was kind of like the thing where I was like, oh man, you know, at the time, you know, when in 2020, I felt like people were really big on Mm self-love and then I think it has seemed in the last like three years or so, like as we've come out of the pandemic, people are like, it's more like, yeah, I'm on my self-love journey. Sure. You know, it's like kind of giving up on that a little bit. And I'm like, Oh man, I didn't, I didn't, I, I want, I keep going on that. You know, like I'm, I think it, it, the journey is important. Um, so I think, uh, that was my only thing where I was like, huh, I wonder if, like, this meets the moment of 2023. Um, but maybe that's and... what
0: we need. Like, we need this moment where we bring it back to that, you know? Like, I think when we talk about the fact that, you know, like, we all need a little bit of main character energy because we're getting into, like, quarter four slump, you know, where everyone's, like, tired and, like, you know, we feel like we're eating badly. I'm putting that in quotes because that's not <laughs> a thing. Um And, you know, like, we do need that, like, dose of main character energy and, like, self-love stuff because we're also getting into, like, New Year's resolution time where everyone is, like, talking about all that stuff where it feels like you need to change to be, like, loved and worthy and all that stuff. And I think, like, reading something like this where you create a character who does, like, work through a lot of that stuff is needed, you know, um, to, like remind ourselves that like what we need to be focusing on is that main character energy like where your dreams and desires are the most important thing not what we look like
1: Mm
2: -hmm. right like let's I you know uh, as we all you know grew up in the 90s and the 2000s like it was just so focused on how you look Mm -hmm. um and that was like what you were told was like that's your primary value. That's why the biggest dream is to be smaller because that's what it's supposed to give you. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm like, I might just like, don't want us to return there, you know, and go back to that place where, um, that's where we are. You know, I thought we were kind of progressing and, um, and I'm sure that we are in many ways, like what you guys are saying about these comments and stuff like that does give a lot of hope. Mm-hmm. It's like, finally, some reason and some sense in the madness, yeah. <laughs> like you can use your brain for some things too, guys, like it's okay. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, I mean, I, I think that was like the only thing. And um, I, because of that though, you know, I never wanted to write what is expected and I don't want to write a novel that i feel like doesn't add to the conversation in some way or give us like that's what my art has always been about is like a different perspective and um trying to kind of like transcend some of these expectations and cultural um pressures and things like that so um it was very much the whole meaning of doing that and that's what i'll continue to do in my books cuz I think storytelling is an especially potent way of changing people's perspectives and minds. Like I know it has done that for me. Like books have made me more empathetic and understanding more so than anything else. So, um, you know, I, uh, yeah, I mean, I really want people to read it because I really feel like it's a, it's an important book and I put a lot of my heart into it, like a lot Mm. of it. So, yeah. Yeah where can people buy the book uh anywhere books are sold essentially um so you know it's uh published by harper
1: collins so it's out there in at bookstores and yeah we should go to our local bookstores like the ones the small ones by us alex and we should go like put it in the front that's a good idea we'll do that
0: you know they should have it at the romance bookstore that just opened here <gasps> They Last have chapter. it at the Ripped
2: Bodice, but yeah, I mean, they should definitely have it at a place like that. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, it's hard to say who orders it, but yeah. um, because apparently I found out that 72,000 new books come out every Tuesday.
0: <laughs> what? <laughs> That's so many.
2: Right. So if you want to like get sick, um, like I did when I found that out, I was like, like published
0: that's Books. wild. Uh huh. I was
2: like, "Whoa." Well, all right. <laughs> I was like, "That's a lot." Well, I'll
0: I'll message yeah. the girl at the last chapter bookstore. <laughs> <Good>. <laughs>
1: Let's do that. Thank you. Yeah, Let's please do that. request it. Yeah, I'll tell um, her that yeah, this episode's
0: coming out. She's gonna be flooded with people. Mm-hmm. There's a the people who live in Chicago. There's a new bookstore. It's like a romance only bookstore. Um, called the last chapter. It's in Roscoe Village. It's super adorable. Um, and so everyone should go there and buy Jamie's book or ask for Jamie's book. Okay,
2: please do, please <laughs> do. Oh my gosh, that sounds so cute. By the way, it's we adorable. have a we have a romance only bookstore here in LA called the Ripped yeah. Bodice, and I it is. Think, I'm
0: sure she got the inspiration from there. You know, yeah,
2: it's so cute.
0: It's um, but yeah,
2: anywhere you get books, you can order it. Um, you can request it at the library, and yeah. I would love for you to read it.
0: And then where can people find you once you come off of your, uh, to your Instagram?
1: Hiatus. Hiatus, Hiatus.
2: I'll be on Instagram at Jamie Varon. Um, I also have my Substack called plot twist and you know, my website is jamievarin.com. So that's going to have all my stuff too.
1: Perfect. Well, thank you so much. Say that again. Say that. No, you say that again. Well, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me, you two. Thanks for having me again. Yeah, thank you. It was so much fun. We always enjoy having a combo with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you two both. We'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Follow along with us on Instagram and TikTok at SwipeBat. And if you're not a part of our private Facebook
0: group, join that too.
1: Just search Swipe Bat Podcast.
0: And if you love us, make sure you
1: subscribe and leave us a review.